Pump up the volume on your parenting with Parent Pump Radio. Tune into something different that makes a difference. At Parent Pump Radio, instead of a ripple, we choose to create a splash. Get energized, get inspired, and get informed with how to parent in the new millennium. With your host and parent coach super guide, Jacqueline T.D. Wynn. Hi, this is Jacqueline T.D. Wynn, and welcome to Parent Pump Radio. Our show is about dynamic family leadership and leaving a profound legacy for our children. And this year, we've added family financial freedom as a major topic. We want to help families learn, act, and implement strategies to become financially free with topics ranging from debt elimination, student loans, credit, cash flow, investment, to money, mindset, and financial literacy. My second book is out on Amazon called True Legacy Wealth, Creating Generational Wealth Through Real Estate Investing. So if you're ready to invest in real estate and prosper, contact us with our turnkey program where we will find, renovate, and manage for you. Sign up for our free membership and you'll get a 45-minute strategy session. Go to truelegacywealth.com or email me at info at integrativeminds with an S.com. If you're looking for a speaker for your organization or event, please contact me at infointegrativeminds.com to schedule meeting time. Our show is available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, YouTube, and syndicated on rethinkradio.org, oneideaway.com, and Armed Radio. Okay, so let's get on to our show. I have been speaking to our guests offline for about half an hour, and I can't wait to bring him on. He is an author and the world's only motorcycle riding, ballroom dancing, fossil hunting, mountain climbing economist. He spent 15 years in banking to learn that work sucks. Yes, I agree with him. Life is short and it was not meant to be spent in a cube suffering the idiots of corporate America. Let me tell you, he has something to say. He left and has since pursued a career in writing, consulting, ballroom dancing, and hedonism. That's his word. So that's not for me. He's authored numerous books like Curse of the High IQ, Bachelor Pad Economics, and Worthless. And we're going to talk about some of his work today. So ladies and gentlemen, with no further ado, I'd like to introduce you to Aaron Clary. Hi, Aaron. Hello. How are you? I'm very, very good. I wish sometimes we would have uh, recorded what we were talking about before we got on the show. Uh, I, I always, whenever I meet people, I'm like, we're hitting the record button now. Yeah. Might as well record it. It's just, <laughs> and then it saves us time later. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. What happened in your previous life before debauchery came about? <laughs> um, Why well, I I, uh, I majored in a, a degree that that was worthless and was finance and you think finance, well, that's kind of a, no, it, it was completely worthless because it, the amount of energy and effort you put into getting and you know, there's a lot of math involved in finance, but it doesn't pay. And so I had expended an inordinate amount of energy. I paid my own way through college. I paid for everything, uh, food, clothing, shelter. I mean, you know, 18 on, if my parents had left, I'd still survive. Uh, but the amount of energy and time and resources and money I invested in my education in the end didn't pay off. And had I invested the same amount of time, energy, and efforts into a worthwhile degree like engineering or programming, computer science, et cetera, uh, I would have been decades ahead and hundreds of thousands of dollars ahead. And so that's, that's kind of what set me on the path of being a more critical economist, more empirical economist to say, okay, what, what really matters, what really counts. And so 
that sent me down the path. I mean, I did work in baking and I did have a, a, a back, I did work in the field. Uh, but, uh, that, uh, travels, that path I took, uh, taught me that there's a bigger lesson here that I can teach younger people like, Hey, don't go down this path because for the same amount of effort, you'll make a lot more money and have a lot easier life if you go down that path. And so that, that's kind of how I came to here with the, uh, the, the, um, admirable philosophy of hedonism <laughs> you know they say pursue what you are passionate about no 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 that is the biggest and most damaging lie we tell younger people today uh because follow your heart and the money will follow that kind of bs um well if i followed my heart and the money would follow well i'd play video games and magically you know well-endowed redheads would just show up and and we'll have some fun <laughs> it doesn't work that way what and this is again the biggest lie. Uh, more, more. Uh, we tell kids and and young adults today that your most important thing, your most important value, your most important agency in life comes from what you do for a living. That is a lie. That is the biggest amount of propaganda ever. You go to work to make money. And then you go home, and then you live your life. Be it with family, your hobbies, your interests. All jobs suck. If anything I've learned is that you must go and view it as an economic exchange. I'm going to die. I have an X amount of seconds on this planet. You want my X amount of seconds or a percentage of them. Well, how much money are you going to give me? And so the literal exchange, if we really want to get down to brass tacks, is how much money are you going to pay me for each unit of time? And that is the only thing that matters. I mean, I mean not to bring politics or, or anything into it, but I think Sheryl Sandberg is a laughable joke. Um, I think Steve Jobs is the tragedy because both these people value the office more than they do their kids, their spouse, their freedom, their happiness. And, and not to go back and, and blow my own horn, but I am the only motorcycling fossil hunting, tornado chasing. Why do I do those things? Because it's fun. It's not work. And most people today are brainwashed to think, follow your heart and the money will follow. Well, okay, you could follow your heart into dentistry or surgery or whatever. You're still wasting your, you're not wasting your time, but you're, you're getting compensated for your time, but it's not living. You are working. And so if you really want to be free, you really want to enjoy your life, what you're going to do is say, okay, you want an hour of my time? Well, I better skill up. I better get some really good skills that command $100, $200, $250 per hour salary as a surgeon, as a programmer, as whatever else highly skilled individual you are, dentist, plumber, whatever, uh, so that when I am done giving you my life, my finite time for these increments of an hour, an eight-hour day, I can go back and hike, spend time with my family, uh, enjoy my children, uh, actually live life. And so that's the delineation I want to make is that work, all work, all work sucks because it's wasted life. And if you're going to waste your life, you might as well be highly compensated for it. And so that's why I advocate as an economist, you go and make sure that your time is highly valuable in the labor market so that when you leave the office and you actually go live your life because your life is not at work your life is it's cheryl sandberg I, I don't know does does facebook hug her back does she get a paper cut when she makes out with the paycheck she gets from facebook i don't know what cheryl sandberg does but i'll tell you this 
I'd rather be hiking and riding motorcycles and spending time with my nieces than my loved ones. Yeah. yeah than, than that. So, and that's, that's the, that's how I got here. That's the principle and that's the philosophy that I live my life by. So you're saying basically, if you're going to work, make sure that you are in a profession that you're highly sought after. If you can do something that, that is not something you love, at least get paid a lot of money for it. Yeah. I mean, Mike Rowe is an interesting example where he does the world's dirtiest jobs. And it's like, okay, I don't want to clean out septic tanks. You know, I, and I understand it's a fair wage, you know, but what I like to convey to clients is that it almost really doesn't matter what you do, unless you're like getting shot at or it's something truly, you know, like, yeah, that time is gone. It doesn't matter if you're an investment banker, an air-conditioned office, or if you're a Bakken oil field worker sweating and getting stung by horse flies. How much did you make at the end of that hour? And so that's why I really try to convey. That's, that's, that's the most important thing. I know you coach a lot of parents and kids. What are you finding that are the challenges that the kids are facing today? Their parents are still connected or entrenched in this uh, baby boomer philosophy that follow your heart and money will follow. Any degree is a good degree. College, college, college. Unfortunately, today, especially with tuition prices, most college degrees are not a positive ROI. Yeah. Um, that's that's I, the biggest I problem I there. see. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the parents of our, and, and I guess you and I are, are parental age. And back in the 90s, you know, college was still reasonably uh, affordable. Yeah. Yeah. I went to UC Irvine and I paid for myself. I think it was like 6,000 a year or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mine was 3,600 a year. And I know a lot of millennials and Gen Zers are going to laugh at that. Um, but today when they're charging $400, $300 per credit and it costs you 25,000 to go to the state school. Right. Now there's a huge financial tag, a price tag attached to this education. And what applied in 1978, you know, when an MBA was actually a highly, you know, when lawyers actually made money, I remember doctors and lawyers, oh, you want to be a doctor or a lawyer. Well, today you don't want to be a lawyer because most of them lose money. Yep. Or even a doctor. Yeah. The economics has changed. And so that's, that's the biggest problem I face with the clients and the people I run into is the parents are stuck in 1982 and Ronald Reagan was just inaugurated and oh my gosh, look at inflation and and, and oh, gee, Willikers, wouldn't it be great to get a degree? Uh, most college degrees are a waste of time. And it, it is so costly, so pricely. It will not only torpedo and crush the finances of the college student, but if you are a parent and you co-sign those loans, I've seen many baby boomers, many Gen, uh, gen uh, Xers destroy the retirement plans because they, they co-sign on these loans. So that, that's the biggest problem I face right now is this outdated, outmoded, you know, people are still in the, oh, we got horses and buggies. It's like, yeah, well, there's this guy called Henry Ford. He created the the uh, uh, assembly line and now cars are way more affordable. Um, it's backwards looking, not forwards looking. Yeah. And that's not even counting the kids can't find a job and they got to move back home after college. Right. And you're raising them now, too, along with their student loans. Oh, absolutely. And and what's truly tragic is for about 80, I'm, and I looked up the data, about 80% of the degrees Look, you could be a barista serving coffee at 18 fresh out of high. You could be a barista at 16 as a sophomore in high school serving coffee. You don't need to be a 22-year-old with $100,000 in student loan debt serving coffee. You could have saved that money. You could. It's basically, do you want a house or do you want a worthless degree? 
that's really what's boiling down to because if young men and women stayed at home, lived at home, saved out their money and just worked those four years and squirreled away all their money, they'd either own a house outright or, or have a significant down payment on a house. Let me tell you, we have a turnkey real estate program and you can buy homes for 30, 50, 70,000. And that's like a tuition for one year. Yeah, for an oh, average yeah many college. Schools, right, right. So yeah. after four years of college, you could actually own four properties and just be in business with uh, real estate investing. Right. And what's, what's tragic, and I know this is going to hurt a lot of people's fees, but with real estate, let's say you bought the money. Okay, you borrowed, you put a down payment. All right. In the end, you actually have collateral. You have an asset that has value. Your degree in sociology has no value. It's, right. it's nothing. It doesn't generate income. It doesn't generate dividends. It doesn't generate. Right. You can't leverage on it. You can't even utilize tax laws to, uh, you know, like with, with properties, you can write things off utilize tax laws to get more money back. You can't do that with a degree. No, a degree. I mean, no banker is going to say, yeah, I'll take your, your master's degree in women's studies as collateral. No, but you got a rental property over on 124th, 6th street. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's got generate income generating potential. And so it, it really is opportunity costs and, a and this, this mentality that we all have to go to college and the college experience that is truly what is crippling most families uh, today, financially speaking, anyway. You know, that's the paradigm that we're like zombies, you know, go to school, get good grades, go to college, get a job, and they'll just take care of you. And even jobs nowadays, there's no pension anymore. It's a 401k, which means your your money is on wherever the stock market and those mutual fund people decide what they want to do. And they decide how much they they make of your money with all of the fees that they intact. Right. But at, at least when you're invested in a mutual fund, that's invested in companies and stocks and individual corporations who are income generating entities. You know, there's a bunch of assets behind that. You have a worthless degree. It's nothing. I mean, it is, it is what, what sadly it boils down to is a lot of these kids uh, and, and it's a lot of the parents fault and, and, and the teacher's fault. You give them nothing to look forward to except escaping high school and going to college. So it's very much like a wedding. You know, it's like, it's, it's my day. And it's like my freedom. I get it's my birthright to go to college. And they don't even view it as an investment. They don't even look at the price tag. This is their entitlement. This is what they're, they're uh, promised. Yeah. yeah. And what, what's a really sad statement about that is like, okay, so then this is the peak of your life. The peak of your life is, is you walking down the aisle at 22 with your funny hat and your robes uh, that you had to pay $1,000 for. And then the rest of the two-thirds of your life is just debt-ridden uh, you know, slavery. And, and so that's, that's why, you know, the books I write, the articles I write, the, what I do on the internet is, is to try and warn kids about it, anyone who's willing to listen uh, about that malinvestment. Nowadays, the degree doesn't mean much anymore. With us, at least back then, it meant more because there's not as many people. Now there's so many people and they don't have the experience, the work experience behind it either. So that's where it makes it harder. With you, I would think having a finance degree would be very easy to make money and get a job. And Nope. It's, it's the market's so flooded now. It's a finance degree is basically a sales job. It is that bad. Really. It's like go STEM or go home. I mean, go trades, go military. There's so, I mean, go coding boot camp. 
just don't go to college. It is that bad of a financial proposition. You know, you could say, oh, well, business, that's somewhat applicable. Nope. Just don't even bother. There's a ton of other things you could expend your money, time, and effort and energies on. If you like trade school, plumber, electrician, they make a hell of a lot of money, let me tell you, and they are in demand. Oh, yeah. That, no, they, they make more than I do per hour. And with no college loans. No college loans. And here's, it's something, it's funny because uh, I'm in Minnesota and, you know, we got to worry about frozen pipes and it's 30 below zero. I mean, seriously, you just look at the weather uh, this past winter. Chimney cleaners. Chimney cleaners bill out at $120 an hour. Now, I don't know about you, but I saw these two young men. They walked in, they had their gear, they had their equipment, and they were 25, no more than 26. I'm like, you know, when I was 25 or 26, I was making $12 an hour working security. You know, and I'm like, these guys are making, you know, well, between the both of them, $60 an hour. And there's overhead there too, but they're billing out at $60 an hour clean my chimney. That doesn't take a lot. I'm sure you could probably figure it out on a YouTube video, uh, but there is way better financial opportunities in terms of educations and careers and professions, especially in the trades, uh, than going to college. Absolutely. How can you tell if your degree is worthless or not before you get into it? Well, bls.gov. They'll, t- I mean, look up, uh, there's all, you know, payscale.com. There's plenty of websites out there, but the most authoritative one is the Bureau of Labor Statistics, bls.gov. And all you have to do is search the job title of what you want to be and BLS on Google, and it will come up with a starting and median and, and high, and they even give you a bell distribution curve. Um, that's the easiest way to do it. Uh, but the, an even more simple way to figure out whether your degree is worthwhile is, is it going to be painful and is it going to be tough? And if it is, then it pays more. If it, is it going to be easy and is it going to make my fees feel good? Well, then it's a worthless degree. Um, so any, I mean, it's, this is just common logical sense. Programming is not exciting. Um, computer networking, not exciting. Calculus, not exciting. Uh, actuarial science and statistics, not exciting. But you know what? So few people going in those degrees, but yet it's at such a high demand, you can figure it out. It, it, it's not that hard. But if you really want to see the mathematical reality, all you got to do, type in your job, type in your degree, whatever it is, and BLS, search, and the BLS will have a, a median salary income uh, calculated for that profession. And they're very thorough, very thorough. I mean, one of the few things the government does right, the Bureau of Labor Statistics is amazing. I mean, I want to be a, a nurse. Okay, well, nurse. All right, it's about median income of uh, $58,000. I want to be a CPA. Okay, median income of $72,000. So that that's the way you figure out whether a degree is worthwhile or not. Do you ever tell people that their degree is worthless? Oh, yeah. How do they react with that? Do they feel oh, insulted? Oh, their fifis are all, oh, they're so offended. It's the millennial generation. They're offended. They're very offended. The problem we face on many more levels beyond education is simply that we are a highly successful because of technology society. People want to be comfortable. They want to have immediate agency, purpose, and value in life. And whoever sells them that gets the money. Um, and I'd be a, I would be a millionaire if I sold lies to people. You know, if I just, if I just Oprah'd up and, oh my God, you're all amazing and wonderful and you should, all, uh, that's just not in my soul. And so when I tell people, yeah, everything your parents and the teachers and the counselors and the media and the movies has told you is complete BS. 
and you're not going to be successful. You're only going to go into debt. You're going to ruin and cripple your life. Um, that is so against what they've been told and indoctrinated with that I'm the bad guy. I'm the mean guy. I'm destroying people's dreams. No, no one is receptive to it at all. I mean, there are some serious people who are empirical, um, who are intellectually honest. They are genuine critical thinkers, not whatever they say is happening. And, oh, we're critical thinkers. You know, you're not. They appreciate it, but they're already on the right path. But when you tell somebody, um, no, you can't eat ho-hos and donuts and have uh, sugar-laden mochas and still be a hot chick. When you say, no, that's not going to happen, you're the bad guy. You're mean. You're evil, which is why I run a company called A-Hole Consulting. I won't curse. Uh, but that's the truth. <laughs> the out to be word. Yeah. So, so and, and, I, and I somewhat have uh, empathy or sympathy, I forget which is the one, for these young kids because they've been lied to their entire, from, from five years old on to college, from kindergarten through college, they're lying. Oh, you're amazing. You're accomplished. You're wonderful. You're intelligent. Oh, you got a college degree. You have a master's degree. It's like, okay, now when you leave that la-la land and come into the real world, what does that translate into, into real, tangible, financial results? And more often than not, it doesn't. And, and, and then you see them flail, and then they have cognitive dissonance, and they got to lie to themselves that like their degree is worthwhile. But yeah, when I, when I tell young people, because I don't even bother dealing with 20-somethings are up because they're, they're not salvageable. They've gone down, they've wasted their money and their time on a worthless degree. But high school students, and even younger, you know, middle school kids, even my family's friends, you know, like, hey, kid, you can't major. You got to, how's your grades? Um, even then there's resistance because they, they simply don't want to admit the fact that to be successful in life takes effort. And there's way more well-financed, more powerful, more, more entrenched and uh, institutionalized institutions and people that will tell them otherwise. Uh, and they'll go and subscribe to that. So they're very offended. They're very insulted. And then, and, and this is kind of like the, uh, frontier of where I am, where I got to like, is it worth, you know, horse water drink, not, uh, you know, I, I dragged the horse here. Is it even worth dragging the horse here? And so it's more academic. It's more philosophical. It's kind of almost curious to me now. Like I just told you not to major in women's studies, uh, but you did. And now you're complaining because you got $150,000 in debt. Now you're asking me to bail you out. So it, it's a more of a question of human psychology. You ask of which I'm not a psychologist. I wish I had the answer, but yes, uh, most people take umbrage and offense to me telling them the truth. How do you see the future of higher education in America being, and what do you think we can do in the family starting now to make that change? The future of higher education in America will become increasingly worthless. It's pretty much commoditized now. The modern day college degree is like your high school diploma of 1962. It means nothing. It's either STEM or go home. I do see online education kind of poking a hole in that education bubble because it's cheaper. It's more affordable. It takes less time. And I also see the millennials have been such a train wreck, generationally speaking, in terms of their education Gen Z is slowly waking up to it, but at the same time, there is such an amount of propaganda, institutionalized programming that like, oh, you got, oh, it's college, it's college, because we don't really give kids anything else to look forward to than college. It'll be a slow deflation of the education bubble. In yours and my lifetime, 
most people will still be promoted to go to college, but it will not be this panacea or this path to success that it once was. I think the street smarts will get out there. The younger generation will realize, yeah, 200,000 for that degree. Yeah, I think I'm going to go clean chimneys for $60 an hour. I think that will slowly erode away at it. But yeah, the, the future of higher education is not good. It's not good. I think the word is out. Uh, that's not that good of a degree or that, that good of a proposition. I listen to people like you and what's going on right now. And at home, I just encourage them to keep their eyes open and that college may not be that way. What is really their end goal? We forget that college isn't the end goal. It's about being able to financially prosper. So how do you get there? And maybe college isn't for everybody. Right. And that's, and that's the problem is you look at it logically and assess it for what it is. You look at it as a financial investment proposition. Most people, most Americans today look at it as a birthright and an experience like a wedding. Yeah, that's true. And, and it's just, and like a wedding, it's a pissing away of money. Right. <laughs> it really is. Right, I agree. And, yeah. And so that's, and, and will people get that epiphany or not? I don't know. Uh, but I think I'll be long dead before anyone has that realization. <laughs> and, you know, just uh, leave all your college debt to the next generation. Right. I mean, it'll be like the bankers. They want to get, I, mean, I love, I love, you know, again, not to bring politics, the same people who are doing the Occupy Wall Street want to be, you know, or protesting the bankers, as they rightly should, not want to be bailed out of their student loans. Right, the, exactly. Like, okay, then you're no better than the bankers. But, I, you know, again, I look at it, like I said, I'm kind of happy I'm dying in 35 years. As long as the electricity's on, I'm okay. Well, thank you so much, Aaron. I wish this was longer. Well, we'll have you back in the show so you and I can just rant for half an hour. Sounds good. We'll, we'll teach those youngins something. There you go. Listeners, you can find all of Aaron Clary's book on Amazon. Aaron is spelled A-A-R-O-N. His last name is C-L-A-R-E-Y. And the quote for the week is, let your dreams be bigger than your fears and your actions louder than your words. Any last word, Aaron? No, I like that quote. God bless on that one. That's about it. Okay. Until next time, listeners, always be learning and always be growing. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Go to parentpumpradio.com and click on the pink box on the top of our homepage to listen to our new and archived shows. To be instantly notified of new episodes, subscribe to our RSS feed. The RSS feed button is located at the top of the page where all our shows are featured. And after listening to the show, go to parentpumpradio.com or our Facebook page to leave your comments, questions, and topic suggestions. Until next time, have a wonderful week.